This is episode one of the series, Can I Get a Witness? If you haven't already done so, you might want to hit pause on this episode, listen to the previous episode to get some background into the series, and while you're at it, open your Bible to the book of Acts, chapter 10, and read verses 34 through 43. Of course, you can soldier on, and it'll be fine. Uh, Before we get started, I think it's important to set the stage, so here we go. Peter was Jesus' closest confidant a man so devoted to his cause that he was willing to take up arms to defend Jesus when he was arrested. To put it mildly, Peter was brash and impulsive, quick to anger and quick to judgment. His possession of a sword and his willingness to fight are just a couple of examples of the fervor with which he held his belief and the willingness he had to fight against those who were his enemies. Peter was also a good and faithful Jew, holding fast to the Torah and its requirements. In fact, the very first followers of Jesus did not even see themselves as separate from the Jewish faith. They simply believed that the long-awaited Messiah had arrived in the person of Jesus. And for that reason, they still clung tightly to their heritage as God's chosen Israel. Things like ritual cleanliness, food laws, circumcision, and avoiding association with Gentiles were still very important to them. They were certainly important to Peter. Not long after Jesus' resurrection, when the gospel first began spreading, Peter receives a vision from God. A veil opens up and all manner of unclean animals come down from it. God commands Peter to kill and eat them. But Peter refuses. He is proud of having never eaten an unclean animal in his life. And even now, when the voice of God is telling him to do so, he refuses. And God answers, Do not call anything unclean, which I have called clean. And the vision ends. The day before, a Roman soldier named Cornelius, who was notable for his charity and his devotion to the Jewish God, also received a vision. God tells him that his deeds of justice and faithfulness to God have been heard by heaven, and he is to send for a man named Peter. So, while Peter is reflecting on the meaning of his vision, he receives word from men sent from Cornelius that he's looking for him. And Peter is told by God to go where they take him, into the house of a Gentile. When Peter arrives, Cornelius bows before him, and Peter tells him to rise, saying, I am only a man the same as you. Already we begin to see the walls coming down. Peter explains that even though it is unlawful for Jews to associate with Gentiles, still God has commanded him to come and share the good news of Christ with them. And he confesses that he now knows that God shows no partiality the way humanity does. In every nation, anyone who reveres the Lord is acceptable to him. And so Peter shares the gospel of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection and what it means for the salvation of the world, underscoring that he himself was there to see Jesus very much alive after he had been very well killed. Cornelius, a Roman soldier, would have been all too familiar with how effective crucifixion was. The magnitude of this claim would not have been lost on him, and yet he was convinced, and he believed. And now, for the first time, Gentiles are welcomed into the fold of God's people with nothing but their faith as a requirement. 
Peter, who had once taken up arms against men who sought to kill Jesus, is now ministering to men who would otherwise be his enemies. He's sharing the good news with representatives of the Roman Empire, his oppressors, and he's learning what it means to love others as Christ has loved him. As I read this story, I wonder how many times do we avoid our enemies? How many people do we withhold the good news of Christ from because they've wronged us? How many people do we fail to show the love of Christ to because they're not the right people? But look what happens when we forget ourselves and remember our Savior. Look what happens when we bear witness to what we have seen Christ do in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Peter shares the gospel, and all of the household of Cornelius are baptized and welcomed into the faith. It's Eastertide. We serve a risen Savior, and it's good news not just for us, but for everyone. So who are we to withhold it? Who are we to turn away from those whom God loves? We'll hear from Peter again later on in this series, but my question for you now is, how much of Peter's initial struggle and reluctance to share the gospel with his enemies resonates with you? And how does it hit you to see what happens when Peter lets go of his assumptions and his prejudices and just shares the good news? If I'm honest, I'm more often than not like Peter was at the beginning of his journey with Jesus, stubborn, proud, secure in what I know to be true. And as much as I hate to admit it, there are people who I struggle to love. But I long to be more like Peter at the end of this story. Gracious, humble, and welcoming of those whom Christ has called me to serve. I'm called to witness to people, and so are you. And we're not called to question whether or not they're worthy. God has called them worthy. And so as Eastertide begins, let us remember that everyone around us is acceptable to Christ. And we have a job to do in sharing that. And let's get to it.